Well, hello, friends. It's the end of the year, and you know what that means. Time to deliberate our opinions, which are subjective, or is it objective? Which one is fact? Opinions are subjective, objective. except if they're mine, then they are objective. Yeah, our opinions are, are objective. Well, anyways, that's, that's a very elegant way of putting it. Thank yeah. you, Chad. Is that a fact joke? Call me an elephant? What? <laughs> what are you talking? How do you infer that I said that from what I just said? You said I made an elephant joke, and you said that because I'm fat. What? He said elegance. Anyway, getting this show back on the road. I know we're doing it. Uh, this is Respawning Fires 2022 Game of the Year, uh, and we so listen to our last episode where we had some guests on, and we determined what our pody goaties were, and we made brackets. And today we're going to go those time. brackets and determine. It was crazy. Al Pacino was there. It was wonderful. <laughs> Everyone true. check it out. You have to watch that episode to know what's going on in this one. But today we're going to actually determine Respawn Empire's Game of the Year. So we have a bracket with eight games for Indie Game of the Year, a bracket with eight games for Overall Game of the Year, and we have a surprise bracket as <gasps> well, mm, which surprise, is unbeknownst like to the other people. Yeah, look under your chairs. Look under the chair. There's Oprah. Her skull there it is. is just sitting there under your chair, everybody. So I got a question for you. For you guys. Oh, by the way, today I'm Adam. We have Chad Michaelinis. Hola, Coca-Cola. And we got Alex Cozy. Hey, Alex Cozy. That's a interesting way of saying my name. I don't dislike it. It's just a little bit weird. It's I went an halfway on Cozy of your nickname. Yeah, I went halfway on your nickname and your real name. <laughs> Just stop yeah. in the middle of it. Uh, it yeah, happens. that's the problem. So, like, I feel like just Alex or just Cozy is fine. But when you do Alex Cozy, it's like, well, well, now you just said a full name. In essence, it's just two separate names mashed together. It's like whenever somebody's name like Cozy John, Bear. Chris. Well, I feel like you would say, like, I feel like the tradition is that you would say the name or like the first name, the nickname, and then the last name. So it would be Alex Cozy Bear Kazina. But in instead, you just said two names. You just you just named it's like the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse of Alex Cozina. You just <laughs> named him <laughs> two names. The John Adams beer. Uh, so, guys, <laughs> where do you want to go first? I w of course, I want to do overall game of the year probably last because that's the big finale, right? Okay. So should yep, we do sure. our surprise bracket first? Just oh, to like, get this weird with thing out of the way and then do... Yeah, we could do that, sure. But we're going to do... All right, so we're going to do Surprise, we're going to do Indie, we're going to do Overall Game of the Year. So we're going to start with Surprise. Ooh, uh, Surprise by the way, shout out to It's good stuff. Shout out to Erica, uh, who's a player on Isle of Misfit Rolls with me. Oh, I was like, hey, Erica, can you make me some brackets? And then she just put in way more work than I would have... <laughs> whenever I would have assumed. Uh, and this all was her idea, the Surprise Bracket. Okay? So, for the record, Alex mm -hmm. and I, at least, I don't know if Adam does, but Alex and I have no idea what the Surprise Bracket is. Or even no. whatever the You theme guys don't is. even know how the real brackets go. Yeah. So, and this is, I get all the credit to Erica. The surprise bracket is we're going to pick the best barf game of the year. <gasps> oh, dope. Ooh. Best barf game. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Now, here on her bracket, I have, we did, we covered 10 games total. So there are two play in, quote unquote. So we don't, don't put it up there because it's going to be too much for you to do. We're just going to have to keep it in our head, right? But yeah, best barf game of the year. I'm going to change this uh, yeah, so that it says that. Oh, yeah, no problems. So our first game that we have up here is <laughs> Zelda 2 versus Alien Isolation. <laughs> this okay. is for playing to get into the eight-man bracket. So what do we think of Zelda 2 versus Alien Isolation? I 
I did not participate in the Alien Isolation Barf Month. Did you, did you guys enjoy it? I I enjoyed um, parts of it, aspects of it. I, I didn't finish it, but I enjoyed aspects <laughs> of it. I don't know if I could say everything, that about Zelda 2. <laughs> I, I won't speak too much about Alien Isolation, but everything I've heard about that game is that game is better than you expect it to be, but it just goes on for too long. And eventually it gets to a point where it's like, this should have ended like a few hours ago. I would say that's pretty accurate. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd concur, Doctor. I think Alien Isolation is a better game, but I think the better barf episode was Zelda 2. Oh, of course. Know, so what, of course. what are we is judging? Is it the best barf because the game was the best, or was it best barf because it made for a better content? What was the, what was the better episode of barf? I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I just want to choose Zelda 2 to be chaotic, to be honest with <laughs> Zelda you. Zelda 2 was the more interesting episode of Barf, for sure. Okay. Let's do Zelda yeah. 2 then. I mean, of course, I'm going with Zelda 2 as well. Let's do it. Oh, shnikes. Let's go. All right. Zelda 2 coming the other... out of the bat with a win. Well, again, this is technically delete those two because we're doing a play-in. We have, I have, ten, we have 10 games, and the bracket should only be for eight, correct? Oh, shitballs. Yeah, yeah you're so right. it's fine. You can just leave a blank. Okay. The other play-in is Quantum Break versus Gree. And I'll start the bidding at Quantum Break because it was a good uh, conversation. Uh, and I just like that game more than Gree. Gree's very pretty, but it wasn't very much of a game. Remember, it is pronounced Grease. I don't like, remember. Like, it, we changed it so many times. John Travolta. Pronounced Gree. Gree. Yeah. Um, I would get, I would vote quantum. That's just me. Yeah, I I had my my qualms with quantum. Say that five times fast, but I think I would vote for that one as well. Uh, Gree was good, but it was kind of like maybe this is like a, a little bit overly harsh, but it kind of felt like the stray of the year it came out, where it's like a well made indie game that maybe is getting a little bit too much love. IMO. How you feel, Chad? Ah, damn. Greece was such a beautiful game, though, and I had such a good time with it. Mm -hmm. And Quantum Break, I felt like, was was kind of lackluster for me. It's my least favorite Remedy game. I wouldn't argue that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Greece. I had such a good time with the different level designs and the platforming was good. And it was beautiful and the soundtrack. And yeah. I'm going with Greece. You lost, though. <laughs> Damn it. So now we're on to the real bracket. So you can get rid of all that stuff up there because okay, 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 this okay, is okay, our okay, actual okay. eight game bracket. Okay. And our first gotcha. competition. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yep. yep first yep, yep, up yep. is Bayonetta versus Zelda 2. Two games I did not enjoy. So I don't know how <laughs> we're gonna how we're gonna do this. But yeah, Bayonetta versus Zelda 2 is the first one. On okay. our Bayonetta episode, I was very vocal about how I enjoyed Bayonetta 1, but really didn't like certain aspects of it i hated just how like aggressively gray it was and how needlessly challenging the game got at moments and how much overall i just enjoyed bayonetta 2 over it uh, however i'm gonna go against expectations and actually give the nod to bayonetta 1 in this instance <laughs> i have to i have to acknowledge the fact that at the end of the day it's probably the better experience overall jacques that's Damn, I'm gonna say I'm Zelda gonna go, 2 for chaos. So I'm, Chad, I'm gonna go Bayonetta too. Like Bay Bayonetta, okay. I'm gonna go that way too, just because I actually did enjoy the combat of that. I had a good time. Whereas Zelda, I was just like, God, I have to finish this because I told Alex I would at least play X amount of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got all right. Uh, Bayonetta Bayonetta Nike wins myself. that one. 
Very cool. Uh, next, underneath that, because again, this is one of the eights. Whenever you get a chance to type it in, we My have Force Metal Force. Wolf Chaos XD versus Batman oh, Enemy Within. Woo. Another game I don't believe that I. Oh, no, wait a minute. Oh, you I definitely played play this Metal game. Wolf with us. I played this game, but not alongside you. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I like Batman Enemy Within. I'm trying to remember because it's like been a little while since I played that it's season. It's the second one where yeah. Bruce goes undercover into the bad guys group. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm having trouble separating because mm. I played them both back to back, both seasons back to back for that. No, that's true. I, I like that season. Like, there's no Telltale game that I've ever played that I've been like, oh, man, that left a real bad taste in my mouth. You know, I I, I think I kind of came out of it being like, mm, I just wish that the tech here was a little bit better. But considering that Telltale literally, uh, you know, went bankrupt right after that game, it's kind of a, mute, a moot point at this point. Uh, I got to be honest in spite of that, I actually think I've got to give the nod to Batman in this case, just because as ridiculous as the Metal Wolf Chaos game was, it definitely it definitely had its grading elements that made it Richard! not as enjoyable as it could have been. Yeah, I did not make it past the San Francisco level in Metal Wolf Chaos XD, and That's I said no, dark. thank you to that game. <laughs> Batman for the win. That's like it's the best Batman's ever been. Yeah. I love all the characters. I love all yeah. the, like, flip the characters in their head shit. It's great. Uh, so Batman wins that bottom one, then. Throw Batman in there. Next up, on the other side. Ooh. Super Castlevania 4 versus Quantum Break. Because Quantum Break's over Greece, right? Okay. Quantum Break. Yeah. I have no more comments. <laughs> That's right. I hate Super <laughs> Castlevania 4. Chad, how are you Ooh, feeling? Gonna... I know you're typing in here, but... Uh... Uh, you know, that's... I can't remember. I remember. I remember being like pretty good on Castlevania Four, but I also here's 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 my context. I don't remember a lot about Super Castlevania Four. I do remember Stair hmm. sucked. I do remember yep. we played it right after Zelda Two, and I said, "Thank God this is better than Zelda Two. <laughs> yep. And I also remember <laughs> saying, "I don't think I need to play any more Castlevania games." Mm -hmm. So like, uh, I I can't. This is a tough one for me. I don't know. Where do you fall on it, Adam? I kind of feel like I want to be Probably the tiebreaker break. on this one, maybe. Quantum Break? No. Yeah, not a tiebreaker. Sorry. <laughs> quantum Break wins. Yeah, it's Quantum uh, Break. I like Super Castlevania. Okay. It's fun, but I was like, I don't. It was It was fine. I don't need to think about that video game again. I'm not that impressed with it. It was cool. Uh, yeah, I think Quantum Break. All right. I like as it one-fourth break. What's that about? It's quarter break. <laughs> quantum. I got you. I got you. Quantum quarter. Uh, and the last one. This is, this oh, is God. the most fun I've had all year is just making up names like Bayonetta is Bayonaki. Batman Enemy yeah. Within is Bats Inside. <laughs> if you're not watching the visual version of this. It's so Super good. Castlevania way, 4 is, is be... just Super Castle Emoji. Super Castle Emoji. This is going to be Chad's least favorite of all time. Life is Strange True Colors versus Coffee Talk. Oh my god. Oh. Zero out of ten for both. <laughs> Wait, hold on a sec. I think I want to say that I wrote in my thoughts to the Coffee Talk episode that I did actually play that game alongside you guys when it wasn't part of the podcast. But you didn't like Coffee Talk, Chad? No, I did not. Um, really? I fell asleep. 
<laughs> it's all reading and drawing dicks with milk. And that's like, I couldn't stay awake. I couldn't stay awake. Uh, so yeah, I literally I mean, fell asleep playing it. I mean, I guess it was interesting. It would have been interesting. I just can't read it. I can't read my games. Uh, Life is Strange True Colors. We, we were really hard on it on that episode. I don't think it's that terrible, but like Coffee Talk is the easy victor in this particular matchup. Interesting. I don't think I'll disagree. I know Chad hates both of them. I actually liked Life is Strange True Colors more than you guys did. But these are both talky-ass video games. They uh, are talky-ass video games. Here's the thing. I enjoyed the characters of Coffee Talk more than I enjoyed the characters of Strange... Of I can't remember how I typed a strange love and I strange can't remember. Things. Life is strange. It's a strange love. True colors. Um, I like the main character and that's about it. I really liked her and that was really about it. So yeah, yeah. I liked I liked Hold the on. I probably I'm assuming, Chad, that you didn't play to the end of Coffee Talk and discovered all the secrets in it, correct? Correct. I played till there was like Martian Man. Do you and want I think me that's to... where I fell asleep? I think Do you I want told me to Chad what Yeah, happens. you told me Adam told oh, me really? the, the end okay. of Coffee Talk, yeah. Okay, and that um, didn't, that didn't go, sway you anyway? I'm going to go Coffee Talk. All right. Well, we well, want to sway yeah. him enough to, to pick Coffee Talk over his other hated game. Uh, <laughs> so now we... <laughs> so now it's Bayo Nike. Bayo Nike. Versus Batman Enemy Within, not Batman Inside. I don't know why it says Bats Inside. <laughs> bats Inside. But, <laughs> uh, okay, so, so yeah, Bayo Bayonetta Nike versus, versus Bats Inside. Uh, hmm. This one's, I think, easy. Easy pick. Bats. 100% bats. Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know. These are two very different games, but they're like, it's like almost neck and neck equal in terms of how much I enjoyed these games. I mean, but Batman, like, Bats Inside was... Like the the refined gameplay was so much better compared to the first season. The story was so interesting. The characters were so unique. Uh, that was such a unique take on everything. Like it, it was so cool. And then you're like on the inside of this gang. Like, fuck yeah, Bayonaki. Like, I guess it got good. I guess in Bayonetta two. I don't know. I never played it. But my problem is that I think I'm not even like comparing Bayonetta versus Batman: The Enemy Within. I'm comparing Batman: The Enemy Within to all the other Telltale games that I've enjoyed and mm. in many cases enjoyed better than that one. And that's sort of what's bringing it down for me. Well, that's not the assignment, Alex. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying what's currently going on in this weird brain of mine. Um, you know what? I'm still going to vote for Bayonetta. Ooh. Ooh, Adam, tiebreaker. Bats Inside or Bayonaki? I'm going to have to say Bats Inside, even though I like him going mm. for Bayonetta. Because I couldn't... One of the games I liked and beat, and the other one I did not, so... I, mean, I do want to play Bayonetta two and three. I'm not gonna lie, but anyways, I do. Uh, so then, Quantum well. Quantum Break versus Coffee Talk on the other side. Whoa. Coffee Talk. Oh, this I one. Really this one's gotta be a Quantum Break. A Quantum Break for me, or one fourth break, quarter break for me. Quantum Break versus Coffee Talk. Quantum Break was just like middling, but I guess it was kind of a cool. Like I don't know, time travel is always cool. The game performance. Uh, I, I remember for me, like it has a lot of performance issues, which Coffee Talk certainly didn't have, but. It's also. Uh, I talked about images. this during the episode. Quantum Break was like a piece of brutalist architecture. It was very unique, uh, very impressive, but just completely kind of lacking in warmth and soul, which I felt like Coffee Talk had a lot of. 
I will. You know what? Yikes! I'm gonna go for Coffee Talk. Oh shit! Yeah. Because that's it's the only visual novel I've ever played that I've enjoyed, and Quantum Break is my least favorite Remedy game. I still enjoy it, but it's like my favorite of a genre versus you know my least favorite from a studio. I guess I gotta go Coffee Talk. Well, I put Coffee, coffee Break. break. <laughs> hey, that'd be a great game. Quantum Break and Coffee Talk mix them together. Uh, so then we have Batman. Enemy Within versus Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk, let's go. Yikes. You coffee love talk Coffee here? Talk, don't oh, you? Oh, man. Hell Did yeah. You? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm obviously voting Batman inside for... Or Bats... In, or Bat... <laughs> Batman <laughs> Bats Enemy Within. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Batman here. I think it was probably my one of the my favorite okay. games we played and also was a fun talk. Yeah! yeah my... My love for Coffee Talk is clearly very evident on this podcast, but I, I did not dislike Batman Enemy Within. I don't mind it winning. So our best barf game of the year is Batman Enemy Within. Uh, second place being Coffee Talk. I like that. That's a fun year. Let's see if we can make wow. this a bad color. There we go. Uh, red is always <laughs> bad. Yeah. Boo. It's also pretty funny how we, you know, we have people vote on Patreon for what games we play as back back all accomplishments. We're yeah. responding friends. You can talk. I'm going to spray my dog. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Alex, what's up with this list overall? Do you think that we people pick bad games for us or what's the deal here? Mm. I think like half of these are like solid and the other half are like, why did we play this? I, mm, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like maybe there's a discussion to be had um, off air about maybe trying to like, find a kind of better balance of games that like you know we should play because it's important to the history of games overall and games that are like really kind of well highly regarded there are a few games on this list that are like like even i as a huge zelda 2 fan will admit that zelda 2 while significant to the life cycle of the original nes is not exactly a game that you have to absolutely go back and play imo I, mean, I was to be honest when I'm looking at this. I'm actually happy that people made me play all these games because I never would have. hundred percent. These these are games that I feel like almost all of them I've been curious about, mm -hmm. and had I not been forced to play them by our patrons, I probably would have never played them, and I would have always spent. It's you know it's that it's that what if it's that girl who got away. It's like would I have enjoyed that game? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad I played it and I can speak to it with actual knowledge aside from the ones that i didn't finish like metal wolf chaos xd you should have finished that one was good that one was wild. what is strange anyway, again? So oh, life is strange <laughs> <laughs> you typed it in uh all right so that is our uh best barf game of the year now we're gonna move on Excellent. to it was a good indie. surprise thank you thank you for that surprise i like yeah i appreciate again all erica literally she did every bit of that it was nothing to do with me <laughs> uh so i got a question for you guys yes. like i said we, so we know our eight indies. Our eight indie games are, uh, you know what they are. Listen to last episode. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say them because we're going to do them in a bracket, so we're going to yeah. figure out. Question is, she gave me three brackets. There's one that is completely random, like RNG decided the seating. One is she picked the matchups because she thought it would be an interesting thing. And the other one is based off of scores and then seated by score. What do you guys think is the best one to go with? I'm interested in the the interesting mashup or matchups, like whatever okay. makes for the best it, conversation. It's specifically called indie because I said so. So, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> thank you very much for this. All right. So first up, first matchup, Neon White versus TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I totally forgot Neon White was even part of this. 
I can already yeah. tell this is going to be very heated, uh, but I got to put my flag down. Neon white. All right. You, I mean, you want to elaborate just a little bit because you have to sway our votes, perhaps. Uh, I mean, like I said, it, neon white uh, is just a and when I say like I said, I meant uh, I, I what I meant to say is like I have said on previous episodes of this podcast where you have talked about neon white. Uh, I just find this game to be a sublime kind of platforming game. I'm typically not the kind of person that gets into all manner of speed running. And this game really kind of motivated me to repeatedly best my time and just achieve feats that I never even thought myself possible of doing. Uh, on top of that, it has a surprisingly decent anime-esque story. I know a lot of people didn't particularly care for it when it came out, but I actually think it's like pretty decent for what it is. Um, I know previously on this podcast, we uh, actually covered um, the previous game uh, that was made by the guy behind this game, uh, Donut County. And mm. let me tell you, Donut County, a fun little game, if, you know, a, a little um, silly at times. This game, this game is like such an insane, a very different but insane upgrade over what we saw there. And I'm so excited to continue playing it and so excited to see what this guy has next up his sleeve. Right. And my, my quick pitch for TMNT Shredder Revenge is that it is what you imagine those old beat ups to be, but it's actually good and modern, has a great art style, feels fluid, uh, great soundtrack. Chad, what are you thinking for your vote, by the way, on this one? So here are two things. I, uh, again, I've only played Turtles Revenge. Um, it's got ninjas. It's got mm -hmm. great little amphibians and turtles. It's got our turtles ground, amphibians. Ground, ground Chuck. And uh, what was the other guy's name? Ground oh, yeah, Chuck yeah. Ground Chuck and Meat Grinder. <laughs> 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 meat and cheese and claw face. Yeah. Um, uh, Turtles Revenge. I've never been good at beat em ups. I've always found them like frustrating to control and play, especially when you have the ones where you like go into the screen, like there's depth to it, and finding the lanes where the enemies are is always difficult. This was one that I like was actually passable at, even on easy mode. So, um, I enjoyed Turtles Revenge. Everything about Neon White seems like it's not my jam. I'm not the kind of person who loves to do mm -hmm. speed runs of things, those are my least favorite side quests and things. And this is the last thing I'll say on this because we have to move on. But like the thing about Neon One is I, I Neon White is going into it. I would say that I was very much that person as well. I'm not prone to do speed runnings right off the bat, and this game made me into one. I don't know if I want to be that. It's like this game made me a corporate monster. It's like I don't want that. <laughs> I wasn't performing. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Turtle Revenge. <sighs> All right, uh, Turtle Revenge is wonderful. Uh, but I'm gonna go for Neon White. Because I do oh, think that shit. they game. I love both. I love Turtles, obviously. I'm, I think I'm the one who nominated it. Uh, Neon White, from what I've seen, and by the way, I did buy it and play a little bit of it. Um, it is special. Whoa. I think it Here we definitely go. deserves. Again, I love Turtles Revenge. Wonderful. But I think Neon White is a little extra special. So I'm going to put that one over it. All right. Neon White. On that one. First winner of this bracket. All right. Oh, man. Next up is Tunic mm -hmm. versus Immortality. Oh, Ooh. shit. Two big games that are greatly loved by some of us. You know where yeah, I, I know. land in this one. I, hey, guess what? Thanks a lot, Erica, because I said so. Your bracket's <laughs> great so far. I enjoy it. Uh, I mean, like I said, I love Immortality. To me, it is like everything I want out of FMV game. The weird stuff is, is great and wonderful and all that. Uh, and I think it's good. But, I mean, I'm going to vote for Immortality knowing what's coming because Tunic is also fucking really, really good. So... 
I mean, yeah, I Tunic, my love for this game is well known on this podcast. I think that uh, if uh, Elden Ring kind of represented the most refined Soulsborne-esque experience I've played so far up until this point in my life, Tunic is the one Soulsborne experience I've played that brought me back to the very first day that I ever experienced Dark Souls for the first time. And for that alone, like, I have to give it the hat because it is, I never expected a game to do that. Chad, what's so funny? (laughs) I'm just like figuring out how to write the names on this bracket. And Tunic's easy. You just do an emoji of a shirt. (laughs) It's a a blue shirt. That's what the little fox wears. Yeah. But but you kept messing around with it. Immortality, though. At first, my first thought was like, all right, immortality, what doesn't die? Vampires. Vampires don't die. <laughs> and then I put the vampire in there. And I was like, wait, we also have vampire survivors coming up. I know. So I was <laughs> like, instead, we'll just do don't die. And then I was like, wait, but that's what survive means, too. <laughs> so I have the emojis for vampire, the no symbol like Ghostbusters, and skull for like vampires don't die. That represents immortality. And then yeah. I gotta figure out how I'm gonna differentiate that from Vampire Survivors later. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, Tunic. I I was smiling the entire time I played Tunic, and I was confused the entire time I played Immortality. So Tunic for me. Oh shit! My dog just threw up what looks like his own poop. Hold on, Adam. Be a tiebreaker. Okay. I got it. Well, no, I, I've already. Yeah, you you said Tunic as well, correct, Alex? Uh, yes, correct. Yeah. So Tunic is gonna be what it's gonna be. Let's give Chad a moment of silence so he can edit this out. You good? Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. He's, I'm, I've been waiting for him to throw up for a while because he's been kind of like doing this gagging thing. Last time he was doing that mm-hmm. was a few months ago and he had somehow eaten like a button off of a waistcoat. <laughs> oh, I don't shit. know a waistcoat. Don't know where he got that button. But uh, so I'm glad he finally threw up because I feel like he's going to be better now. He feel better now. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. for sure. All, All right, so on, Tunic won that one, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll put that right in there. All right. Next up, on the other side, Citizen Sleeper. Mm. Going against Vampire Survivors. Mm. All right. Two games That's I liked a lot. I yeah. uh, I suspect this is going to be an uphill battle, but my vote is cast with Citizen Sleeper. Uh, I think that game featured some of the best video game writing that uh, I experienced throughout all of 2022 uh, and had a like surprisingly kind of a dip addictive kind of tabletop inspired RPG system that resulted in some pretty kind of crazy narrative twists and turns that I honestly never could have anticipated. Yep, And then on the other side, Vampire Survivors is the perfect clicker just like one more run there's a bajillion numbers and enemies on the screen and it you get that that hit every time um so yeah this is again thank you for making this bracket because holy shit these matchups are great yeah. uh so you said you're going for citizen z z z z z uh chad do you have any opinions yeah i aside from what I, I know nothing about citizen sleeper aside from what y'all have said it sounds great but i just know that i've played vampire survivors on xbox and it was chef's kiss so mm-hmm. I'm voting Vampire Survivors just based on experience. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave this up to fate. I'm 100% going to flip because <gasps> I fucking endure. Again, like you said, Citizen Sleeper, 
great story, great writing. I love the tabletop roll a, roll a d6 gameplay. Vampire Survivors is just literally perfect gameplay, like super solid. I'm going to flip because I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm going to flip my, my LED controller. <laughs> Top is Citizen Sleeper. Bottom will be Vampire Survivors. Okay. Wait a minute. I actually need to get a spin on that. Bottom, Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. All right. Um, while I'm writing this in here, I'm curious if you all can guess why I chose these particular emojis for Vampire Survivors to differentiate it. I, I is that a is, is that a fish in a log? <laughs> I don't know what that is next to the the vampire. Oh man. Okay, or oh, like an island, maybe. Okay, uh, and then if you knew our list, our last matchup, Rogue Legacy Two versus Cult of the Lamb. For anyone, for anyone watching at home, it is a vampire followed by an island emoji, followed by some logs. Yeah. Um, because the show Survivor, like Survivor usually takes place on show? an island, yeah, yeah, and there's usually some mm -hmm. kind of immunity challenge where they have to stand on top of a log for as long as they can. Yes. So I get it now. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. Rogue Legacy 2 versus Cold of Lamb. I guess I, me and Chris talked about Rogue Legacy 2 on the last episode. And it is uh, amazing roguelike. It is better than the first game in every way. You just want to keep going back. There's so much content, so much to do. And it is it is refined. And the the action and going through the, the castle is, is just a great time. This um, is the one matchup that I would have had the le least input on had... I not actually tried out Cult of the Lamb for the first time a couple of days ago, and I enjoyed it. Um, that being said, I have fonder memories overall from the entirety of the time that I spent with the original Rogue Legacy, so I'm actually going to cast my vo vote in uh, Rogue Legacy 2's direction. Funny, because I'm going for Cult of the Lamb. Whoa, oh, really? twist! Here's what? Yeah, I have not played either of these games. Mm hmm. Um... And I don't generally like roguelites or roguelikes or whatever the, the difference is. I don't generally like those types of games. However, the personality of Cult of the Lamb definitely has swayed me to that direction. Like your villagers pooping all over the place, you got to clean up their doo-doo. Like that, that's funny to me. So I'm going to go mm -hmm. Cult of the Lamb. Question then, Alex, since you <laughs> just played Cult of the Lamb, what, what about it didn't vibe with you? Or did you just remember Rogue Legacy liking it just more? Is that it? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I enjoyed Cult of the Lamb. I literally only played two hours of it. I didn't even beat the first boss, so I just don't have... I don't have quite... My, my memories and good feelings towards Cult of the Lamb are just not as crystallized as they are towards the Rogue Legacy series as a whole. Yeah. I mean, it just sucks in this first round because there are multiple, like, this one should win that are just facing each other in the first round. Yeah. It's like, that's how it is. Like, I honestly could see Rogue Legacy or Cult of Land being indie game of the year, but that's just, you know, how the bracket is. All right, so I guess we're going to start with, ooh, this Alex, you're going to have to kill one of your kids here. Uh, Neon yep. White or Tunic? Uh, I will kill Neon White and allow Tunic to advance. Ooh! expecting <laughs> Why? What, what's about Tunic is over Neon White for you? I... I <sighs> Again, it's really tough. I mean, I will say, like, first and foremost, uh, I do have to kind of give credit to Tunic for, you know, playing that game back when it came out back in the spring of this year and, like, still thinking back on it, still reviewing it all these many months later. Uh, you know, Neon White is a game that I played very recently. It's still very fresh on my mind, but will I still be thinking about it six months from now? I don't necessarily know. And unfortunately, that's something that, you know, we can't know what certainty right now because of the way time works but like 
I, I feel like I just kind of got to give a tip of the hat to Tunic for still sticking with me after all this time. I feel like it's not common that games manage to do that, especially when you get to the end of the year and all the good stuff comes out. Okay. Chad, where are you going? Oh, yeah. You know I'm going my man Tunic. A little cute little fox. The first time he walks by mm-hmm. a little bush and it goes like it's made of foam. Ain't no foam in neon white, I don't think. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I think this is gonna be unanimous. I also I think I like tunic a little more neon white. I like that exploratory Dark Souls world uh over the speedrun thing. So yeah, let's go blue shirt, put it in there. Tunic is going <laughs> on to the finals. And then that leaves us with vampire survivors and cult of the lamb. Oh, Mm-hmm. This is this is actually I have to go with Vampire Survivors on this one because it is such a good loop and I have played it. But I feel like Cult of the Lamb's personality is so much my jam that had I played it this year, this probably would have definitely beat Vampire Survivors. Would you say your cult of personality? So I think I'm I'm voting Vampire Survivors on this one. Okay. Cozy, where are you going? Uh, I am going to side with Vampire Survivors. Uh, again, I have very fuzzy memories of the original Rogue Legacy, but I have very vivid and fresh memories of Vampire Survivors, which I played quite a bit on my Xbox just a few weeks ago. And so it definitively and inarguably moves on. All right. Uh, so I don't even need to vote, which is good, because I think I nominated both of them. So that leaves us with... Vampire Survivors versus Tunic. Whew. Which, by the way, this has no... I know because we, we look at some game awards and it's like, well, that one won game of the... Uh, one in the indie category, so obviously it should be on the game of the year list. We don't have Tunic on our overall game of the year list, oh, but shit. I think it's because Alex didn't bring it up. It's all it's Alex's fault. fault. There were six it's, people on that call, uh, but it's Alex's fault. It, it was one of those things where I think I was just a little bit... I, I was a little bit kind of... Uh, what's the word? Like blindsided in the moment like i i had not anticipated that oh yeah we could have just nominated uh indie games uh for that particular yeah. bracket and so i didn't think to bring it up um but no, i'm fine with that I'll, I'll let it stand as is all right so the question is tuna versus vampire survivors for responding fires indie game of the year what are we thinking who wants to start oh god Nobody. vampire survivors is such a good loop and it's like, mm-hmm. it's also cool. It's vampires and skellies and ghosts. But Tunic is just like such a carefully crafted love letter to those old fashioned games and Dark Souls and that kind of shit. And it's just like, it's such a good game mechanically and visually. Mm-hmm. I think I have to, I think I have to air towards Tunic. I am right. going to go with Tunic as well. Okay. If I had to vote. Well, I mean, yeah, that's it then. Uh, Tunic wins Responding Fire's Indie Game of the Year. Oh, I don't know shoot. what I vote for. I don't have to. We're there. Look at this. Look at Tunic getting all the flowers. So that means, getting yeah, Tunic is Responding Fire's... All the flowers. Has Responding Fire's Indie Game of the Year with Vampire Survivors, a close runner-up. All wow. right, y'all. Who would have saw that coming? Not me, says the cat. Not me. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so then that leads us to our overall game of the year bracket for Respawning Fire. Oh, or as they call it, the GOATI, the 2022 GOATI. 
They're no longer pody goaties. We're going to figure these out what real the life actual goaties. goatee is. Yeah, we're going to slaughter them. We're going to drink goaties. their milk blood. <laughs> <laughs> so then again, thanks to Erica, we have three options. We have oh, just okay. random RNG uh, bracketing. We have game of the year because I said so. And then seeded by score. I will let Alex choose this time. Uh, is it? Is it a little bit too obvious to do God of War versus Elden Ring right up front? Oh, shit. Knock one out right off the bat? Because the problem, right, is that if we don't do that, it's a it's a very obvious matchup. But if we don't do that, then I feel like uh, either game will basically slaughter through whatever you put it up against. Yeah. But maybe I'm mistaken. That's up to you. I will say that w if you do it by score... There's a very good chance that Elden Ring and God of War can meet each other at the very end. The other two brackets? Uh, nope. There's two brackets that they can meet in the end. One bracket, they would meet in the second round. So what sounds more interesting to you, Alex? You know, let's play with fire. Let's have them both up front. Okay. So game of the year because I said so. Keeping with the... Nice. I like we get to keep the continuity mm -hmm. with where Eric, with Erica gave us. So we're going to start at the top. Vampire Survivors versus Pokemon ScarJo. <laughs> and she typed in ScarJo. It's a classic Chad thing, but Scarlet and Violet, obviously. So Vampire Survivors versus Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And again, I will say up front, we have not played Pokemon, but listening to the arguments last week, because you're hearing this in the future, um, people made a lot of really good arguments about Pokemon. So we're not like completely ignorant to what people think about this video game. So does anyone want to start the bidding? Chad, I'm going to go with uh, Vampire Survivors on this one because I have I have played a lot of Pokemon games in the in the last I don't know, five years, but I have not been super impressed. In fact, I've, I've usually only played a few hours of most of them, uh, I, with the exception of Pokemon Legends Arceus. And then I, you know, I beat Shining Diamond, Brilliant, Brilliant Diamond, and Shining Pearl. But it still wasn't like I was like that was a good game, but I wasn't like super impressed with it. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just err on the side of the known and go with Vampire mm -hmm. Survivors and just assume that Pokemon is more Pokemon, even though I know it's different and it's it's the best that it's been. But it's like I I don't know they've said that before, so I'm gonna go with Vampire Survivors. Yeah, I'm gonna okay. go with Vampire Survivors as well. I, you know, trust everyone that's saying that Pokemon is real good. I'm still waiting for them to patch it a little bit more. And I expect that uh, I will actually get a lot out of Pokemon once I finally dig into it. But I'm going to go with what I know in this case. Oh, I was going to vote for Pokemon, but I guess I get Ooh, outvoted here. Yikes. I'm just playing. I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be serious. Uh, all right. So for there those, you go, Vampire Survivors. For those listening, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We'll we'll see if if you guys can guess why. It's represented by a basketball, a mouse, a ghost, and a seashell. I get the first two. Okay. Not the last two. Okay, what's the first two? Uh well Pokeball and the mouse is Pikachu. Okay, yep. That's so that represents Pokemon. And then Scarlet and Violet okay. with the ghost and the seashell. Is it Scarlet Fever? <laughs> I think What's that the ghost. ghost the I think the ghost is supposed to be like scared, uh, like scary. It's Scarlett so Johansson. Scar. It's Ghost in the Shell. That's exactly right. Oh. Scarlett Johansson, Scar Joe, oh. Ghost in the Shell, Scar Joe, Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I got you. It makes sense, Chad. Uh, next up in our next bracket, 
or next matchup, excuse me. Marvel Snap. Oh, shit. Versus Cult of the Lamb. Marvel Snap versus Cult of the Lamb. Hmm. Hmm. And this one's interesting. So, again, Marvel Snap gone on here. I think it deserved to get on this list. I don't play mobile games. Uh, I do enjoy card games. And Marvel Snap was all to do forever. I know a lot of us are traveling and going on vacation this weekend. Um, I will be playing Marvel Snap because I'm like, I haven't played it in, a, in about a season and I want to get back into it because I adore that game. I think it absolutely deserves to be on a list because it's just like, it gets you, man. It really gets you and it's good and there's not a bunch of bullshit microtransaction stuff. Yeah. And then Coles of Land, we talked about it in indie stuff. I think it's great. I love the town building and the roguelike stuff. So, Marvel Snap versus Coles of Lamb. What are you, who's thinking what? I, I you know what? Hmm. Uh, as much as I, God. No, you guys go. I don't know. Guys, go. I'm going Marvel Snap on this one. It is it is like the best, m- most convenient, most streamlined, yet addicting and cool and methodical phone based card game that I have ever played. In fact, almost any card game I think I've ever played. And it might be the definitive one. I just can't think of all of them right now. But uh, yeah, it is so slick. It is polished. It is it is the perfect gameplay loop. Um, and it also looks good. It feels good. The only thing that I don't like about it is the the alt art on the cards is kind of meh. When it, most well, at least when I played, it, it was just the eight bit versions, and a lot of them weren't good. And then you had to power those up separately. You can't just swap the art on one that you've already powered up. But uh, and then again, Cult of the Lamb. I haven't played it. Don't love roguelites, but it does seem like my jam, personality wise. But yeah, Marvel Snap for me. Alex, what are you thinking? Uh, despite everything, the one game that I probably played the most of cumulatively in 2022 was Pokemon Go. Uh, and even though Marvel Snap is a very different mobile game from Pokemon Go, I feel like I got to show the platform some love. So I'm going to give it to Marvel Snap. All right. I'd vote a Cult of the Lamb. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. That's why I had you guys go first, because I was like, I don't know. I love both of my... Ch- oh, so many of these things are my children. I have a lot of children, apparently. <laughs> uh, so there we go. Tell everyone Pokemon. as soon as you think you might be pregnant. Yeah, let them know the minute it happens. All right, so Marvel Snap moves on. All right. Over Cult of the Lamb. Next up. Boy. Marvel Midnight Suns. Adams. By the way, just beat that game literally yesterday from when we were recording this. Ooh. And I said it on Twitter. That last mission is fucking insane in the best way. Uh, it's very, very cool. But Marvel's Midnight Sun versus uh, God of War Ragnarok. Ooh. Oh, Ragnarok. We all know where I stand on this. As, yeah. Oh, I mean, I feel like this one's easy. As much as I do adore Marvel's Midnight Suns, which I absolutely love it. It's probably definitely in my top five. Um, I, I can't argue how much like polished and epic God of War Ragnarok is. Yeah. So even as the person who loves Marvel's Midnight Suns, I think God of War Ragnarok is the better game. Yeah, let's do it. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, yeah, Marvel Midnight Suns, by the way, is a superhero emoji followed by a clock at midnight, followed by a sun. And then uh, God of War Ragnarok, it's just the Omega symbol followed by apparently that's a wolf emoji. It looks like a looks like a rat. Yeah, it looks like a, a rat that just got out of the sewer and like shook the water off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go, Ragnarok. Which means our last matchup is the Elden Ring versus Destiny Two: The Witch Queen. Oh Whoa. shit! 
got a lot of respect Chat. for Destiny, but I got to give it to Elden Ring. I don't know when I'm going to finish that game. I keep chipping uh, away at it whenever I have the opportunity to do so. But it is a fantastic open world game. Like I said earlier, it's a great refinement of all of the Soulsborne games I've played up until this point. All right, Chad, talk about some Destiny 2 Witch Queen, because I know you like that game. I do. I do. This is... This is an interesting one for me because Elden Ring, I feel like, is the best that series has been. It is very good at what it does. It is, you know, that risk-reward. It's fantastic. It's fun to explore. There's so many secrets. I just haven't finished it because I, I think I got burnt out on it. Destiny 2 Witch Queen is also the best that series has ever been. <laughs> it is also, you know, it's taken that series, which has, uh, you know, traditionally struggled with storytelling and, like, which this is the best narrative that it's ever had. Some uh, difficulties. Which, but I also like. I acknowledge it. Like that's. I don't know. It feel that's not something that I even brought up last time as like a potential game of the year. That was somebody else that brought that one up because I didn't. I, I don't know how I feel about it, it being game of the year. Um. So yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm conflicted about this one. I, I also like have this bias against Elden Ring just because it beat God of War. So like I, I my body doesn't do want to vote for Elden Ring, but I think I might have to vote for Elden. I love Destiny. I'm gonna bake a bunch Me of stupid too. cookies tonight and deliver a bunch of stupid cookies to stupid people tonight because that's that's what I do. But I, yeah, I think I'm gonna give it to Elden Ring. You gotta pick the best game, Chad. Don't don't have some kind of weird bias about it. You gotta pick what's <laughs> best. Uh, yeah, I also by the way, this is. What got me into Destiny is playing Witch Queen and all that other stuff. Uh, so I think it was very good. I definitely agreed it should have been on the list. I seconded that after I think either Chris or Trevor brought it up. But I was like, no, it, it, you're right. I think it deserves to be on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Elden Ring because we're going to talk about it next round. There's a lot of reasons I would pick Elden Ring over Destiny to Witch Queen. Being amazing is one of them. So there we go. By the way, y'all can still see me, right? Y'all can still see my camera? Yeah, we can see you. Yeah, yeah. I just keep mm -hmm. getting little notifications saying, we can't use continuity camera. Quit sidecar. I'm like, what are you talking about? Everything looks I fine. I don't know what any of that means. Uh, so next up, we got our final four here. Vampire Survivors mm. versus Marvel Snap. Yikes. Look at this The two of the perfect thing. loops in like that casual gaming. It's like one of them's card-based, one of them's a roguelike. I'm going to go with Vampire Survivors. Oh, shit. Hit. I don't know on this one. Adam, what do you got? Hmm. That is tough. Because you're right. It's like, what are the two games that just like give you a hit of, oh, here you go. You like these, you like this quick thing that gives you numbers mm -hmm. and makes you happy. They both do that very well. L let me um, put it this way. There's mm -hmm. only one vampire in Vampire Survivors, and it's a vampire <laughs> on the title screen of the game. And he's probably a better vampire than any of the vampires in Marvel Snapped. Um, Blade's pretty cool. Morbius. You know? Ooh, <laughs> you might have changed my mind. Okay, I think I, I think here's here's my just my justification for what I think I'm going to choose. I'm going to choose Marvel Snap, mm. and I'm choosing Marvel Snap because Vampire Survivors is it's that addictive loop. It's great, but in order to get to that experience, I have to play it on a platform that I don't want to play it. I have to I have to I have to play it on an Xbox. I have to play it on a PC. That requires commitment of sitting down on the couch, turning on the TV, turning on the Xbox, navigating to it, loading it up on my big, or sitting down on the computer, getting out the mouse and keyboard and my nerd classes, 
and getting it out and <laughs> it's right here <laughs> uh breaking up with whoever i'm dating at the time whereas marvel yeah. snap is just like i'll take out my phone and i load up the app and it's right there and it's just like that's what i want for that type of game and that experience where i just like want to jump in and try a couple of games or a, a quick loop like your phone is the best place to do it and that's not the best place to play vampire survivors mm -hmm. uh so that's why i'm gonna Very go true. with marvel snap mm, again more children of mine that are up here here's what i'll say everyone's making good points i do think vampire survivors is a better game overall like you're everything about ease of use, yeah, that's true, and it's just a quick whatever game. But I'm like, which game is better? Vampire Survivors. There's just so much. There's so many numbers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so many big numbers and explosions. Uh, and I adore Marvel Snap, but yeah, I think I think Vampire Survivors goes on. Ooh, and then here we cozy. This is how you wanted it. We're getting to God of War versus Elden Ring before the finals. Uh, so I guess. Since you wanted it to happen this way, you go ahead and talk, Alex. It's tough because I, <clears throat> I really wish that prior to this podcast, I had managed to see Elden Ring through to the end. Uh, I have not. <clears throat> and I feel like that that's preventing me from kind of voting as kind of truly and honestly as I would have liked because so far, I feel like Elden Ring has been the more consistent experience, but eventually, if it just, like, runs its course 17 times over, I feel like I'm still going to uh, defer to God of War as being the better game, all things considered. I have a, th a proposition for you, Alex, if you don't mind, because I know what Chad's answer is, and I know what my answer is. So what if our arguments maybe help you push you one way or the other? Does that sound fun? Sure. Chad, go ahead and talk about why you think God of War Ragnar is the best game of the year. Oh, God. It's, it is, yes, it has its pacing issues, especially in the middle, but it just, it tells a story that you don't have to go read on fucking little tiny items in a menu somewhere and piece together in a YouTube video. It tells a wonderful story with characters who are so deep and complex, um, with incredible acting, as well as just like some really fucking good combat, some diverse combat with great weapons that like, Yes, Elden Ring has a lot of, of really cool ways that you can defeat monsters and things like that, but just like Ragnarok, is, it you feel good, it takes a lot of strategy, and it it, it just has some really excellent combat to it. But yeah, it, for me, what gets me off in gaming is narrative and, and those like really tight storytelling uh, opportunities, and that's where God of War just... It, that and Last of Us, like those types of games, affect me in ways that, like, I can, I can appreciate how great Elden Ring is, but it doesn't pull me in. It doesn't draw me in. My curiosity isn't isn't like peaked. Like, I want to figure out how does this little pirate, stupid magician character that I made go and beat some <laughs> slug wolf. That, I don't know, like, like that doesn't drive me. The gameplay loop does. The difficulty does. The re risk reward drives me. But there's just like an extra level with God of War when it comes to really thoughtful storytelling. And that's what that's what pushes it over the edge for me. And that's what you would vote for, of course. I would assume after that, uh, you spinning your your tail. Yeah, I will agree. All that stuff. I love God of War's the characters, the story. All that is great. The spectacle of it, especially when you get. Oh man, remember that that double Valkyrie fight? Mm. What a fun arena, Ooh man. Good stuff. But here's what I will say, right? Because I do think Elden Ring deserves to be it. Uh, last year, uh -oh. when we were doing stories about Elden Ring, you breaking up for you too. 
Yeah. Oh no, Adam's breaking up, up when me. he's trying to prove why Elden Ring's good. Oh no. no. <laughs> I'm not breaking up anymore, am I? I'm good? Oh, you're good now, yeah. Okay, I assume so. Internet's been acting a little weird. I think it's on Chad's end, because he has Comcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the end of last year, when we were doing stories talking about Elden Ring, and Chad's like, oh man, it's going to be so cool. And hold everybody in, was always like, oh, it's going to be so cool. I'm like, I don't give a shit, because these games are just going to be like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And I don't know why you guys are so excited. And then I eventually bought it like a month or two after because Chad kept talking about Elden Ring. And then I played Elden Ring and I played I was like, all right, it was pretty good. And I put it down for like 30 or 40 hours. And then it came back two or three months later and then played it for 100 hours straight. Because uh, there's just a there's a turning point. Um, again, yeah, all my issues with From Games are still there. The story doesn't make any sense. I don't know what's going on. But here's the thing. None of it matters. It is a player driven, like go out in the world you're a piece of shit, but you're gonna, you're gonna overcome. And everything that you do is based on what you decide to do. And again, no quest log. Don't love that. Uh, the story doesn't really make sense. Fair. None of that mattered because I wanted to play it for 130 hours. It is the most rewarding feeling exploring, the most rewarding feeling when you go into combat and beat things. And I'm t when the end of the game, when you're literally a god, I don't think there's a better feeling in the world. Like beating Melania which is like one of the toughest bosses ever. I got her in three or four fucking tries and I was like, holy shit, I am the Elden Lord. And it is a feeling that I've never had in a video game. And guess what? Remember, like I said at the beginning of the story, I didn't want to fucking play Elden Ring and y'all convinced me to. And for me, something that was new to me and that I was against and that convinced me it was great compared to God of War Ragnarok, which is amazing, but I knew it was going to be great. And it kind of, there was an, there's enough issues where I'm like, yes, this game is awesome. But like there's pacing in the middle. It feels like more 2018, but is that a bad thing? No, I guess it's a good thing. But then Elden Ring is like, out of nowhere, I fucking loved it. So a thing that I didn't know about that I ended up loving, I just think has to take it for me. So I got to go Elden Ring. I've thought long and hard about where I ultimately want to land after hearing both your arguments. And <laughs> continue. It's hard, continue. but you know what? You know what? I I'm sorry, Adam, but I'm gonna have to go with God of War on this one. Oh my God! I didn't think it was gonna happen. I literally, I texted I Adam yesterday. Either. I was like, I'm prepared for the worst. I'm prepared for the I'm, worst. I'm excited to continue playing uh, Elden Ring. You know, maybe when we come back in the new year, I'll be like, man, I really fucked up on that list. I should have said be Elden too late Ring by then. instead. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. At least in the moment, at least in the moment, like I, I reflected, you know, long and hard back on my time with God of War. And you know what? You know what? For all its pacing issues, I feel like I have not perhaps over the past few episodes given enough credit to the moments where that game really does shine, where the game really surprised me in ways I wasn't anticipating, uh, particularly the moment at the very, very end where Kratos looks at that mural, sees himself depicted as a hero and realizes that there is, you know, to quote him, a path forward for him to, you know, no longer be this, you know, rageful monster of a man, which is something I didn't ever think that Kratos would come to realize that he wants out of his life, but that I'm really happy for him uh, as somebody who's, you know, been with the series for a while. I'm shocked. By the way, so, on the record, I had him voted for Elden Ring, everybody. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Here's but no, the thing. I mean, Three again, months from now, we're like, all going to look back and be like, fuck, we, we all should have voted for Midnight Suns. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, I almost did. Uh, but like I said, it, it, I love that this is second in the in the second round because like these are literally the two only two i'm not going to say that because we're about to talk about another <laughs> matchup but like these were clearly like some of the best games ever made um so i don't think you can go wrong i do think Elden Ring's better 
but I'm also not like, how dare you say God of War? Like, fucking yeah. obviously, it's fucking great. So here's here's uh, the other thing too. Up, this please. is a year where, like, I, I'm okay that Elden Ring won. Yeah, I, like I make jokes about like I have a vendetta against it because it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards. But like, there are other years where I was like, if Haiti beats Lost Last of Us Part Two for the Game Awards, I will burn the city to the ground. And there was a very real possibility that, that could happen. But Elden Ring is like, no, I get it. I get it. This is an incredible, fantastic game. And I'm I'm okay if it beats God of War Ragnarok, but here it doesn't. <laughs> Man, here it's not going to. Here we go. Suck it, FromSoft. Uh, and, okay, sorry. <clears throat> Continue. Now you're good. And then Vampire Survivors versus God of War Ragnarok. It's very interesting. I wonder where people are going to go. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I love Vampire Survivors. It's wonderful. It's great. Uh, it's just like a perfect like keep playing and have your have your fun times. But like I I mean, God of War is the spectacle, right? So yeah, I would yeah. vote for God of War. God of War elevates <laughs> gaming in so many ways. Whereas Vampire Survivors is like if I go to the arcade, that's what I'm going to sink all my quarters into. Which yeah. is great. God of War gets like, it. Yeah. Look at that. So Ooh! overall. Game of the Year. No more, no, no longer Pody Goaties are official Game of the Year for Respawn Aim Fire. Real life. It's God of War Ragnarok. Lost the virginity Goaties. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a quick recap. Uh, our best raft game of hold the on, year. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to show some visuals me. real quick while we do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go I for it. I just got to get my, get my X's and my checks. Okay. Absolutely do your thing. So, so our best raft game. Mm-hmm of the year goes to uh batman <laughs> enemy within <laughs> over coffee talk which came in second place indie game goes to tunic over vampire survivors and then overall game of the year god of war ragnarok over vampire survivors and elden ring in the in the other round before it because that's the actual matchup uh so thank you yeah look at those it, boys look how those devolved how my my brain just like went more and more mad like here in the best yeah. barf bracket we have two emojis three emojis for batman coffee talk <laughs> and then we get to indies and we have mostly emojis but still a handful of words and then overall is just nothing but an onslaught of emojis it's, it's <laughs> no only, words. there's no words at all <laughs> <laughs> all right well there we go um so like i said this is our game of the year great congratulations to all the winners um by the time you're hearing this how well did your bracket go we're gonna say whoever <gasps> sent oh, in the brackets right. whenever you got closest you're gonna win a prize hit us up on twitter for to redeem your prize um and then we'll see you guys in the new year where we'll do our personal top top five list of the year and we'll be back with more shows have more fun and in you the know? new year we'll uh, let's take a look back no? at our we made some predictions about this year. We'll see who wins. Yes. Who made the, the most correct predictions. Absolutely. Dope. I think that's good. Is there anything else? I think that's it, really. I guess, Cozy, let people know where they can find you. Hell yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Alex Kazina. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live. I'll probably do a couple more streams before the end of the year because eventually I'm just going to want to bask in the holidays for a little bit. So catch those before I go offline. All right. Very good. And then, Chad, what's the final word? Final word is Alex Cozy. Uh, uh.